Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic, strategy and manifestation, stay tuned. This is for you. This episode is brought to you by Tonic Sight Shop. Tonic is one of my absolute favorite resources for if you are a content creator, if you have an online business, if you do any kind of online digital marketing, they have something for you. So while they also have incredible website templates, my favorite products they have on offer, which I have purchased so many of these are their Canva templates. So they have multiple different sets of different Canva templates that you can either use for Instagram posts or as real covers or as you could use them as an ad for if you're doing Facebook marketing and they also have really incredible Canva template webinar presentation slides. That was a bit of a mouthful, but their resources are incredible. If you are familiar with Canva, they are going to be so easy to use. They're so thoughtfully laid out. They're just beautiful and they are so easy to customize with your branding, with your colors, and just the prompts they have on the social media like templates, I find that they're so helpful if you are like, I need to create posts, I need to create content, but I just feel like I'm in a little bit of a rut because I'm not sure, like, I just need someone to prompt me on something to say. They are so helpful for that and you can really customize them and make them look so unique. In my journey of having an online business, I have tried so many different social media templates, let me tell you, and these ones are honestly the most beautiful aesthetic ones I have ever seen. So you can use my code, which is Kim Acrig, for anything on the website, but I would say if you're gonna look for something that you can start using straight away, the Canva templates are amazing. So let's go to the show. Hi everyone, I'm super excited to be sharing this episode with you because this is really a topic that is near and dear to my heart. So. First, we're going to start with a little story. And so for those who are either new to the show or don't know my backstory of how I got into the work that I do now, I first started my my first business I ever started, I was a photographer. And through part of that, I also did a lot of weddings. So I would do like couple shoots, families, I would do like full whole day weddings, like if you can name it, I've probably shot it at some point in my life. So I started that business when I was like 18 years old. And obviously at 18, you don't really know a whole lot about running a business. And I was really just like, we're just going to throw it all at the wall and see what sticks. And I really had this mentality where I was like, if I just work really hard, things will have to happen. And that definitely worked to a certain degree. And I would say that I was quite good at what I did, not to blow my own horn, but like I was good at what I did. But the part that really I found that I ended up really struggling is that I felt like I was working so hard, but I still felt like I was bumping up against these limitations like around like boundaries around clients or feeling like I was good enough or feeling like my work was good enough or just scared I was going to disappoint people or scared to charge too much or scared people would say no to my pricing like 
all of these things that I think are really, really common when you first start a business. And I remember just struggling with it for so long. And like, yeah, I had a business and I had clients and stuff, but it just always felt like it was so hard to convince people why they should pay me. And I I really reached a point where I was like, I am working so hard. I'm so burnt out. And I just feel like I don't have anything to show for it. And cut to quite a few years later, I was living in Byron Bay at the time and I heard about RTT on a podcast and the way that they were describing it, they were just like, if you feel like you have a block around something and you've been working so hard to overcome that block, but it just feels like you're not getting to it and you kind of don't really know what else you can try. And it was like, ding, 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 alarm bells going off in my head. I was like, yes, tell me what this is. This is exactly how I've been feeling. And so they were talking about RTT and I was like, I need to find an RTT therapist. And at this point in time, there was not as many of them as there are probably, I would say today even. And so I remember like searching for one, trying to find one and I don't really believe in coincidence, but coincidentally, there was a a girl who I followed on Instagram already who had a crystal store and she put up a post being like, I just trained as an RTT therapist. Like, here's my intro rates, like book in basically. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this just could not be more aligned. Of course, this is working out this way. So I booked in a session with her. We worked on the stuff that was going on for me in my business. And all of these things came up for me, like these beliefs around like you can't get paid to do what you love and like you can't make money being an artist, like that whole starving artist thing. And also just a lot of stuff about not feeling worthy or not feeling like good enough to like create the success that I wanted. And like all of those beliefs were going on on a subconscious level. Like I wouldn't consciously have told you like, this is what's going on if you had asked me prior to my session. And that's when really like a light bulb went off where I was like, oh my God, like all the things where I feel blocked about, it's it's not in your conscious mind, it's in your subconscious and I'm projecting that out into the world. And so that's what I'm getting back because while I didn't have the psychology training I have now, I know now that what we have what is called confirmation bias, where basically like your mind is just always seeking to prove you right. Like what you think and expect is going to happen is generally what's going to happen. You get what you expect. And the thing though, is your expectations are, are, they're often subconscious. Like they're often not something you're totally aware of in your conscious mind. And so when you want to go and change it, you're not really sure what needs to be changed because you're just taking it like that's the way that things are. So that is kind of the whole backstory of that. And so when I became a wedding photographer, it sort of happened out of like an organic need to create a photography business that felt like it was more sustaining. When I first started my photography business. I was a fashion photographer, but when I had moved to Byron Bay, there was not really a whole lot of opportunities for a fashion photographer. And so I was like, right, if I want to be a photographer, I'm going to have to pivot this in some kind of a way. I had already assisted on a couple weddings um, previously. So I was like, this is something I can definitely do. Lots of people come to Byron Bay to get married. It's really convenient to be a photographer here because then they don't have to pay another photographer to travel and all of the things. And also like I have a good 
knowledge of the area and like good spots to shoot and like all that kind of thing. So I was like, right, I'm going to become a wedding photographer. So I started building up like some like portfolio shots and like started getting wedding bookings and that was all well and good. But I remember even then thinking like at the time, not to say $3,000 isn't a lot of money, but for a wedding photographer, that is like on the lower end of the scale. But I remember even at the time, like people would ask my rates and I would send them and I would be like, oh my God, like, are they going to say yes? Like, can I really charge that much? Like all of those fears, um, like basically like that lack of self-worth and that lack of believing myself was really coloring how I charged for my pricing. And like, at this point, it's like, I wasn't inexperienced. I had a lot of experience. I was good at what I did, but some part of me still did not feel good enough to charge what was a reasonable rate to shoot like a wedding. And in a, an interesting twist of fate, (laughs) um, quite recently, um, it was my birthday and we went to, Uh, a pop-up restaurant that was at a wedding venue. And that was a really amazing experience. Loved it. And we got to walk around the venue, have a look at it. It was like a stunning property. And I was just really curious. Like I was like, hmm, I wonder how much it costs to like hire the space for a wedding. So I like do a bit of Googling when I get home. And their minimum spend for a wedding is $45,000 for the day. And that's like the bare bones, like just the venue, some chairs, that's it. So you're like, okay, well, I'm doing the math in my head. And I'm like, well, you got your dress, you got all of the other things. By the end of the day, it's probably like a close to $70,000 to $100,000 day, depending um, how you go with it. And it really made me realize where I was like, you were limiting your potential so much just because you didn't believe in yourself enough to charge, like, charge your worth, essentially, I really don't like that phrase. But because I'm like, you are not your your worth is not your income. (laughs) But for lack of a better phrase, and it really and then also, the universe speaks to you in interesting ways sometimes, because around also this time that I had like been like, whoa, there's people paying like $100,000 for one day, like, And I thought I was charging a lot by charging like $3,000 for um, like a full day of shooting and like editing and all of the things. And it it was a post from another wedding photographer who I, I followed his work before, but he, I guess him and another photographer have teamed up and they were are teaching some kind of a workshop, but their ad copy really spoke to me where they were like, hey, like if you're a wedding photographer and you are trying to go to appeal to like the mid to lower part of the market, that's where the most competition is because most of the people at that price range, they are price shopping, essentially. They're probably not choosing you because like your work speaks to them the most or because they really value wedding photography or they really realize how important it is to have a photographer on that day. Um, And if you aim for the luxury market, basically like those clients have the money to pay for it. They're expecting, because when you look at it with how much the rest of their day costs, it fits in their budget. And it was another wake up call where I was like, you really 
not to say like I shot myself in the foot, but I was like, you were selling yourself short because you didn't believe in your own value that you had to give. And it was like, you had so much evidence showing you that like people were happy with the work that you did and they liked it. And you were really selling yourself short because you didn't have the self-worth to charge what you really could have been charging. So I hope Obviously, I'm not going to go back to being a wedding photographer and charging more. There's only so many things you can do in a day, in a period, in a chapter of your life. Obviously, I'm going to become a psychologist. But it just really reminded me that how crucial self-worth is not only to running a business, but to how much good you allow into your life. Like, I before I had looked up how much that venue would cost, I hadn't any idea how much people were spending on um, like a wedding day. And that was a huge expansion moment, which is also another thing that I think is so important. You have to put yourself into situations that are going to expand your vision of what is possible for you. You have to put yourself around people who have like really big audacious goals, or you have to put yourself in rooms where people are like, at that next level so that you can show your subconscious mind that it's possible because your subconscious really it knows what happened in the past but you need to show that it that other people are doing this in the future and basically when you show your mind that it's possible and you start to do the inner work and be like hey like there's no reason why i can't achieve this as well then you become unstoppable because you know it exists someone else is doing it and you can do it too sure there's going to maybe be some work that you have to do to get to a level where you can justify and believe it in yourself but along with doing that work to create that skill in yourself you have to believe that you're worthy of it first and i think one of the things that really gets confused around like the whole conversation around self-worth is people are like oh it just means you're like I'm beautiful enough I'm smart enough like, yes it is all that thing all of those things but self-worth is also about like your belief about your self-efficacy your belief that you can get things done your belief that you have the resources your belief that you're resilient like it's your belief in yourself to be able to do those things so when you have that and you show your mind that what you want is possible then the question becomes like well why not me like, why can't I go and do those things? Like, you just have to show your mind there is other people doing it. And the other interesting thing, I was writing a paper on this for school last year, or the year before, I don't know. But they were basically talking about, like, if you have low self-esteem, often you will make downward comparisons to people who are below you to make yourself feel better about yourself but people with high self-esteem are okay with comparing themselves to people above them like making upward comparisons because they don't feel threatened by that they're just like oh that's somewhere that i can go so the difference between like how you're going to make yourself feel good it really comes down to your self-esteem so like really like the ways that you can start working on that self-worth right now like it doesn't have to be a thing far off in the future. Like there's practices you can do to start working on this today. And I think one of the things is like keeping your promises to yourself, like making yourself accountable for things. And when you show up and you do those things, you show your mind that when I say I'm going to do something, it happens. And then the more you create this connection within yourself, it becomes a whole lot easier to be like, well, 
I keep my promises to myself and all these little things and it happens. So why wouldn't it happen for the bigger things? And the thing we know about neuroplasticity is like the more you do something, the more repetition you have, the more evidence you have of it, the easier it becomes. And I'm not saying that everything you want to do is going to be easy, but when you have all of this evidence showing you that like when I say that something is going to happen, it happens then that just becomes your default way of operating. So another way you can start doing this is like consistently setting and achieving small goals for yourself. And this can be like as simple as being like, I'm going to get out of bed at 6.30 and go to Pilates. And that's not like a hugely impossible thing to do. It's small. It's a small goal. But the more you constantly, the more you consistently achieve these small goals, it it kind of does the same as what we were saying before. It's like you're keeping your promise to yourself, but you're also building that esteem by showing yourself that I can achieve these goals. Like this is possible. This is doable. I can do it. The next one is practicing self-compassion, um, which is basically it's a little bit different than self-esteem because self-compassion is really like I can appreciate where I am right now and that's okay. Like instead of constantly berating yourself or being like, why aren't you further along? Why aren't you doing this? Why are you so like, whatever? Instead, you're bringing it back to being like, okay, well, this is hard, but that's okay. I can keep going. Like, it's almost like that really kind, like almost mothering voice that you need to cultivate within yourself because it's like, okay, that's all right. You didn't do this thing this time, but that's all right. We can keep it going tomorrow. And this isn't letting yourself off the hook. This isn't like excusing not doing the things that you say that you want to do but this is just having compassion for yourself or being at the place that you're at because I don't know about you but it's like you can't shame someone into being better it doesn't work it doesn't work if you try and do it to other people it doesn't work when you try and do it with children and it doesn't work when you try and do it to yourself so having compassion for yourself and being like okay of course you feel this way that's okay and then being like well with that being okay, like what's the next choice that you're going to make? Like we're not just saying that we're going to say stuck where we're at, but you're being like, okay, well, it's all right. You're doing your best and we're going to keep trying. And the really important thing that I want to say that like you can really start implementing this right now is the words that you say, they become the beliefs which create your reality. So what you consistently say to yourself becomes a belief and then your beliefs go on to create what your reality is. So it's like if you constantly are saying to yourself, like, I'm such an idiot, I'm always messing up, I can never get it right. This becomes the belief that you have about yourself. And then your mind is just going to show you more and more evidence to support that, even if it's not completely true. So you have to stop speaking to yourself this way. Like, if you want to change how you feel about yourself, you have to be kind to yourself. And so it's like, just even instead of being like, I'm such an idiot, just downgrading it to be like, oh, I'm so silly. Why did I do that? Because it's like silliness has much of a less negative charge than like calling yourself an idiot. And there's, we can't really do this because you need two people to do it. But there's this really interesting effect that I've seen where it's basically like one person has their arm stuck out straight and they say to themselves like, all of these mean things like I'm an idiot, I can never get it right, whatever. And when someone else tries to push their arm down, their arm is weaker. 
and it always goes down really easy. But then when they try again and instead they're like, I'm amazing, I'm so good at this, I've got this, like I'm strong, I'm powerful. And the person tries to push down their arm and their arm is strong. So it's like the words that you say have a very like instant effect on how you feel in your body. And so it's like, if you want something better, you have to get yourself into a place of feeling better for that thing to happen. Like it's very hard to create something good from like a bad feeling place. So if the first thing that you can shift is how you feel about yourself, everything else that you're going to try and do is going to become a whole lot easier. And so if you want like a quick seven day practice to get through this, um, I have to share with you about my course inner worth, which is basically a seven day program. You can do it in longer, you can do it in shorter if you want, but it teaches each day, it teaches you a different principle and exercises on how to elevate your self worth. And it also has a self paced RTT session. So you are able to get to the root cause of what, where did this feeling come from? Because every belief you have, it came from somewhere. So the thing that we have to shift is those beliefs. And so in that self guided RTT session for self-worth, we're going to go to the root cause of like, where did this start? What was the belief? And we're going to release those beliefs and imprint you with new empowering beliefs so that all of the work that I'm talking about, it becomes a whole lot easier because that emotional charge of the past is gone. So you can get that. The link is in the show notes. Um, it's really powerful. And I always tell people, if you only work on this one thing, it's going to change your whole life. So yes, I hope this episode was helpful for you. As always, please feel free to leave a review, hit that follow button, send me a message on Instagram. If you have any questions, I'm at kim.acrig over there. And I hope you have an amazing day.